you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Beck told. So uh, this week on the podcast, um, we were kicking around ideas, and uh, this is one that is um, one that I know I have to address quite frequently, and I'm sure Zach has to answer it every so often too. Um, it's how do you feel about children in church? Uh, and so Zach, as you get asked that question, uh, what? Uh, how do you usually respond? Certainly. Um <laughs> I, I am a big proponent um, as a of course as a pastor but also as a dad um, of having my kiddos in church and certainly there are seasons in their life where uh, it's good for them to be in the nursery or um, you know somewhere where they can toddle and play and be loud and not be distracting um, but I think that I think that ends early in their life Um I don't know. We as parents have, because uh, we were parents before we were pastors, uh, always always had our kids in in church. Like I said, until they became mobile, uh, then they got to go to their nursery for a little bit. But uh, we certainly brought them back out because we wanted them to learn uh, and be comfortable in the in the sanctuary, which meant uh, for us, which which did not meant to sit down and shut up uh, and not be seen. Right? It it very much meant for us is to be comfortable. Um, you know, to giggle, to play, to be good sitting there for however long we were we were in worship. Now, as a pastor, uh, I take this crying and movement is life. Uh, shows us a lot of life in the church. And um, so we I do not practice the um bring your kids up for children time, do children's time with them, and then send them to a different room. Uh, we definitely like to send them back to their parents, uh, back to the to the sanctuary to continue to worship with all of us. And I think that's really, really important. Um, I've worked with a lot of churches, my own and uh, not my own, just in consultation, asking the question or answering the question of, well, why don't we have young people? And often, as we look back through history in those churches, um, they have traditionally or for long, long periods of time sent kids out of the room. And um, and when you ask those kids who did that, their response is, we aren't welcome here. We always had to leave. Uh, and the one times that we were welcome here is when you made us run PowerPoint, right? Uh, or gave us a job to do. Otherwise, uh, you wanted us in a different room. And so now, now that we're adults or now that we're in high school or uh, have kids of our own, uh, we haven't felt welcome in this space. And so I've taken that to heart as a as a dad, as a pastor, and do everything that I can do to make sure that our space, that our sanctuary uh, is welcoming to kiddos, which means they can color. We have toys available for them, um, you know, that are on their level. We have short tables that they can run over and grab crayons and coloring sheets and little fidget toys and whatever it is they want to play with. And certainly encourage them to bring their own and bring snacks and coffee and uh, well, coffee for the parents, but uh, you know, snacks and juice and things. So, creating that welcoming environment, um, and and then having the 
with people if and when they uh, are distracted or bothered by kiddos of here's our reality. Got to have kids here. Our future is uh, is 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 dim. Yeah, when I'm asked that question, I always point out the other when people usually because usually complain is, did you hear that child or did you see that child? Yeah. And my response is no. Right. Uh, be, but I did hear the Werther's original wrapper being unwrapped, or the cough drop wrapper being unwrapped, <laughs> or, yeah. or 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 you uh, whispering about what you were going to do for lunch, or uh, you complaining about the hymn selection for the Sunday, or uh -huh. you know, I heard those things, uh, or your cell phone going off. Um, I heard those things. Right. But children typically don't bother me. Actually, I love it. I love hearing children. Uh -huh. um, I was thinking of a, a funeral I had recently, and I had read the scripture reading, and the child yelled out a yay. And it was just like, you know, it's like, that's what yay. church should be like. Um, for me, yeah. and and I've always been this way, I really, really, really believe that children, how else are they going to learn if, uh, how to worship God right. if they don't learn it from us? Um, right. And I think that what's powerful in that is, Part of our responsibility as uh, believers is, as we sit in the pews, if, you know, when that, if that child is baptized, we agree to raise that child. Right. And so how else are we going to teach them if we send them out? Uh, I've, I've right. always had a hard time with that. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I've seen it done in really well ways. I mean, I know like even church of the resurrection sends them out after the children's moment. And part of me is like, okay with that. Cause they do such a really good job and they're in there for a good bulk of the service. But I also feel like that the sense of learning, uh, how to sit through a sermon, um, that's something we're all having to learn how to do even post COVID, um, mm -hmm. uh, and how to engage the sermon and how to take notes and, you know, all the things like find it in your Bible. Um, you know, I, I, I would, um, I think it's one of those things that how else are we going to teach people how to worship than being in worship? Mm -hmm. um, and right. the other thing too, and, and Zach, you brought up a really good point. Um, not all youth know how to run technology. So don't assume just because they're young, you can stick them back on the technology because they may not do it well. Or uh, want to, right? Or, yeah, that too. Um, however, they may have some gifts that you can utilize in your worship experience, such as singing, reading poetry, reading whatever, mm -hmm doing a drama mm -hmm. like um one of my things that i say and i'm saying it in this and i'm still i feel like it's still a new appointment i mean i've only been here a year so i still yeah. feel new but one of the things i find myself saying and i've said it in every appointment the more people we have on stage means the more people we'll have in the pews and so we have right. to create spaces that allow for a diverse group of people to be engaging in worship. It shouldn't just be the pastor and the liturgist or the pastor and the choir director, right. or however you're set up, that you need to provide space for uh, multiple voices to have a space. And, and children and youth need to have that space uh, and even young adults. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that that's a powerful thing. Um, you should do, you know, if you've sent kids to camp, that next Sunday should be a camp testimony, um, you know, where they saw God right. at work. Uh, you know, even the little ones, like nothing makes a, a congregation's heart warm when the little kid gets up and just talks about camp and, and you can prompt them, like you can interview them and prompt them. Mm -hmm. So that way they're not fumbling around or work with them, coach them. Cause how right. else are we going to teach them to have that, um, capability of being able to do that? Uh, and, mm -hmm. 
make them feel comfortable. Um, I, and I think that that's a vital thing uh, as we think about that. And we think about having, uh, you know, how do we get young families? Well, they've got to feel like they're being engaged. And what a better way of doing that than inviting right. them up to be a part of the service. Right. Well, and in, one of my one of my favorite places to involve uh, children, especially children, uh, is during communion. Inviting them to come up and serve communion with us is one of my favorite favorite things to do, um, because they, gosh, they just do it well, uh, mm -hmm. and they have fun with it. And sure, maybe they don't say the things that we think they're supposed to say, but it's a sacred moment to receive the gifts of love and grace grace through uh bread and juice from her kids right it, it's a it's a big deal and to have them come up and do that and give them that sacred space to do so and to give massive pieces of bread and tiny pieces of bread and just the joy that i see uh through them uh in in getting to take on that responsibility of that space and worship is huge um, and, and like you said, you know, there's a teaching moment in, in bringing people, making, not making, but bringing people in, in the sanctuary and having everybody there, right? There's a teaching moment there for our kids and how to worship. There's a, there's a teaching moment there for us as leaders to remember that all age groups are on the room, that we design and preach in a way that all ages can hear. All ages can hear the good news. All ages can hear our stories. Um, and we, you know, if we only have adults in the room, we only preach to adults. When we remember there are kids and youth and families in the room, we preach differently. We lead worship differently. Um, and we do it in a way that all people can can hear and experience uh, the love and grace of God in, in ways that they do, rather than just that straight across the board monotone or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it it's important for us to remember that as leaders. Yeah. And I think um, we get so caught up um, in things that it's just easy for us to, to push children and youth aside in worship um, when we really do need to work. And, and that's something I'm trying to figure out what can we do better or what can we do more to include children and youth in worship uh, in a way that's meaningful mm -hmm. and, and utilizing their gifts. Uh, and I uh, definitely want to encourage people not to do, uh, don't put a kid in where they're not going to be successful. Like, you know, no, try to learn what the kid's gifts are yeah. and, and utilize the kid's gifts. Uh, and then, you know, because then that can even translate to adults too, where they may feel like that they can be, if they can see the kids do it, maybe they can do that. Um, and, and I right. think that that's a powerful right. thing. Um, but I also, you know, I, I really firmly and operate with grace, right? Yes. Yes. I firmly believe that, um, uh, children need to be in worship, uh, because I think it's one, it's the way that we learn. The other is, um, yeah. if we're doing church, right. Then the parents aren't there by themselves. There are other adults in there that can help them. Uh, if the kid's getting, yeah. you know, restless, let the kid get restless, let the kid crawl through the pews, you know, like you know, and say, Hey, do you want to sit with me? And, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, provide a safe space for the kids to be in. Um, uh, and we, um, we're getting ready to put together these boxes that I use that I've used in the last couple of congregations that have been very helpful. Uh, and we call them children's boxes and they, you know, they have some act small activities that the kids can do and connect in. 
uh, to church on Sunday. And, you know, it's just a great experience. And so, you know, for me that that's a, that's important is to find ways that we can uh, plug uh, anybody and everybody into worship. Um, and uh, that's definitely been a challenge for me uh, this last year uh, in the new appointment, but uh, I feel like we're going to get there um, uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. So Zach is so you too. And it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's all about making space, right? And if we can, if we can make space for our children uh, to be active in in worship and leading us in worship, we can make space for all people, right? If if we can, if we can start there, uh, start there, start with making uh, space for children. Uh, the other the other space comes, right? Instead yeah. of working from top down. I, I think we start with our kiddos and uh, I think the churches that do that well, you you see a difference. You see a difference in worship. You see a difference in their community uh, in a lot of different ways. And so that's that's where I would land was is asking that question. How are we making space for our kiddos um, in in go from there? Well, I think you could even just say, how are you making space for all people? Or is it the same people right. up on stage every Sunday? Uh, I think that's a good question mm -hmm. to to wrestle with. Um, so uh, we want to encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com. Uh, we have a link where you can buy things. Uh, we have a link that you can look at past episodes that we have up uh, and available for you to listen to. You know, we've been doing this for a while, um, almost uh, probably close to over 400 episodes at this point, right? Uh, close to it. Um, Getting close to 400, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there's definitely a lot to choose from. And so, uh, for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.